what would your unsolicited advice be for somebody who's trying to go from rapping to comedy or comedy to rapping even if for that matter don't be afraid to take advice (laughs) (laughs) that is the main thing like you like both of these are learning careers don't take every piece of advice and there is a such thing as taking too many notes like putting parameters on yourself leads to great things yeah if you take every note that's when you're giving up your own creative license and then that's when you're like it's not your thing anymore you know right take all of the notes though and just filter Yo, it's the Almanac of Rap Show. I got opinions and they all factual. No news, just information that you won't be able to use unless you're at a dinner party trying to impress who's in attendance with endless tidbits of nonsense. We're gonna have a good time, I promise. You two rabbit holes, ready deep dives, pulling out old interviews from the archives. Styles, fads, trends, all of that. It's the Almanac of Rap. Welcome to the Almanac of Rap, a show that I once thought was a comedy podcast. I'm your host, Don Will, and today's episode is the first in a two-part series about the bond between rap and comedy. Our guest for the day is Will Miles. Will is a stand-up comedian and writer who starred as Jay Maul on the TV show Southside. Check him out. Mm -hmm. If the word shady was in the dictionary, this dude's picture would be next to it. Shady is in the dictionary. <laughs> Half the people who shop here are shady. I just have the guy wearing jeans on top of jeans get some office chairs. Oh, damn, that's Fred. He doing that jean on jean again? Wiggle! <laughs> we'll be getting into that conversation shortly. But first, I gotta kick the ballistics. Rap music and stand-up comedy have a special relationship. They both require uniquely separate skills, but both art forms are also driven by words, cadences, and strong opinions. When you stop and think about it, the dozens and battle rap are virtually synonymous. I'm sure you guys know what the dozens is by now, but if you don't, it's basically an insult game where two people tell jokes about each other. It's where the Yo Mama jokes came from, and in some places it's called different things like snapping or jonesing. That's the dozens. Just dissing each other. For fun, of course. That bond is taken even further by music-driven comedy shows like Wildin' Out. Wildin' Out is back. All new battles. You see me? All new performances and all new burns. Captain Nick is so fly, he's the only fan on his only fans. <laughs> Get ready to rise up and wild out. Let him know his head. And Lyricist Lounge. We're still we at, at the Lyricist Lounge show. We make it happen at the Lyricist Lounge show. Raw Digger at the Lyricist Lounge. Or Def Comedy Jam, a showcase started by one of hip hop's most iconic labels that helped birth a handful of comedy icons. From New York City, it's the Russell Simmons Def Comedy Jam. Jam. One of the main reasons that the line between rap and comedy is so blurry is Rudy Ray Moore. He was a comedian, singer, actor, and film producer who created the character Dolomite. Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. He was also rhyming over beats as early as 1970, which puts him firmly ahead of hip hop's 50 year anniversary. Way down in the jungle deep. The lion stepped on the signified monkey's feet. 
The monkey said, motherfucker, can't you see? You're standing on my goddamn feet. If you didn't catch Eddie Murphy's portrayal of him in the 2019 film Dolomite Is My Name, I'd highly suggest watching it for a crash course in the genius that he was. Not only is he considered to be one of the godfathers of rap, but he was heavily sampled by hip-hop artists, and he's even made a few guest appearances on some of their albums. Here he is on Big Daddy Kane vs. Dolomite from Big Daddy Kane's A Taste of Chocolate. Mm. Oh yeah. But it's the 90s now when rap is all about me. Listen, when it comes down to rapping, I was through with it before you learned what to do with it. I'm the king, so I'm staking my claim in the rapping game. You know, for all players, I am the speaker. His DIY hustle also laid the blueprint for artists like Too Short, The Two Live Crew, and several others who sold tapes out the trunk and built their own companies to distribute their music. Here's a clip of Snoop Dogg hanging out with him backstage at the Arsenio Hall show right before Rudy made his late night TV debut. He just sitting here live, you know, percolating with the man, the myth, the legend, my uncle, Rudy Ray Moore, also my nephew, Nate Dog, and we doing this DPG, Rudy Ray Moore thing, you know, giving a special shout out, a tribute to the greatest of all time. Like I said, without him, there wouldn't be no rock community. He was through with it before we knew what to do with it. And we're going to continue to push this real and keep it going on and taking it to the next level and letting the younger generation know what he means to this industry and what he means to this, you know, community that we call rap and how we should cherish every moment that we spend with the great Rudy Ray Moore. While comedy doesn't have traditional genres like music does, Rudy's albums were classified as party records. And when you hear the term party record, you're probably thinking of something up-tempo to get the dance floor going. But back then, the term was reserved for obscene albums with explicit or blue material. I'm not fully sure why obscene material is called blue comedy, but I clicked around the internet a little bit and found an explanation that dates back to a 1920s comic named Max Miller. He apparently had a blue book that was full of dirty jokes and when he used it, he'd say he was working blue. I don't know if that's accurate, but if anyone has the actual answer, please let me know. It should also be noted that party records were illegal to produce, buy, sell, or possess. This makes the two live crew being responsible for the invention of the parental advisory sticker feel sort of like deja vu. Oh, and party records also helped integrate the stand-up comedy scene because, yes, race is always involved. But let's get back to rap. There's a slew of funny rappers out there, and acts like The Far Side, Danny Brown, and Old Dirty Bastard are well known for injecting humor into their music. But in recent years, we've seen rappers try their hand at stand-up. T.I. and Will Smith were some of the more notable names, but there have also been others, including Most Def, AKA Yasin Bey. I think you wanna know what I think about this because I'm in, I live in rap land, they know my license plate, Rapland license plate. Damn, y'all niggas got quiet than a motherfucker too. Wow. Even my rap opinion yields power. Niggas, the musical. 
presented by the Acme Group. Always there. Always. Chance the Rapper. Um, uh, that the news was fake when I got an HDTV. It's hard to trust somebody that you can see sweating. You know what I'm saying? If you want me to trust the news, give it to me on a radio. You know? Or that thing that flatlines. I trust both of those things. This is going great. And Positive K, who you probably remember from his song, I Got a Man. Now he's commanding the mic on comedy stages all over the country. Please welcome rapper and comedian, Positive K. Yes! <laughs> and a little birdie landed in the studio today and said, you think you're a comedian. Nah, see, I... <laughs> You I tell jokes? Lie. Rap is my wife. That's my wife. Okay. Comedy, comedy's my it's, side chick. It's your side <laughs> chick. What? <laughs> Who are some of the comedians that you look up to? Because I know coming out of hip-hop, although they are correlated, tell me some of the comedians that you actually look up I to. Like, I like the journeymen, like mm -hmm. the Marvin Hunters and the, the Rodney Perrys and right. the Zoo Man Miller. You yeah. know, those guys are great, you know. Some so. of the, those names are some that people may not even know, yeah, but, but they're they amazing. Absolutely yes, yes, amazing no, those writers. Are, those are the real guys. And as for comedians that have moved over to rap, one of the biggest examples is Childish Gambino. Spoiler alert, that's actually Donald Glover. I know, shocking. And a few others, like Hannibal Burris, who makes music as SU Tune. That's the hood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, alright, hey. come on. Hit it from the back of my knee brace on the Velcro park, keep catching the thong. Put it off once, then left it alone. Hit the dance floor, two step to the song. Yeah, knee brace. And Zach Fox, who makes music as himself. She ain't seen me in a while. I've been getting to the money. Up, down, left, right to the back. These niggas still friends. Way from middle fingers on six, I go across your head like a dummy. What you doing, little nigga? What you doing, huh? I've been going dummy. In preparing for this interview, I tried Googling comedic hip hop just to get some insight on the relationship between the two. But not all information online is good information. And the comedy hip hop Wikipedia is awful information. So since I caught a flat on the information superhighway, I called up Will Miles to get the answers to a few of my burning questions. Namely, why is rap and comedy so intertwined? We also talk a few comedy and hip hop comparisons as well as trying to decide what this subgenre of funny rap should be called. Alright, let's get into it. Yo, Will, what's good, man? What's up, what's up? <laughs> you know, I've been I've been doing a lot of thinking about comedy's place in rap and rap's place in comedy do you think that rap and comedy have a tight bond in my opinion they seem like cousins i absolutely do and i think those are the last two things where you could say wild shit like comedy something you can't deny you laughed at even if it's wrong <laughs> like people hear shit and you're like fuck that made me laugh that's not cool <laughs> like the fact that you can do that means like it's pro i'm probably gonna still listen to you tell jokes and the same is true of rap where you can like like Jay Electronic is somebody I listen to all the time, and he has a bar where he's like, "Y'all stick with Dr. Fauci. I'm running with Dr. Wesley." Oh wow! Anti, very anti-vax, and I'm like, 
I disagree with him, but <laughs> that shit was a bar. <laughs> I love Jay. I love him. Some people oversaturate both comedy and rap. They oversaturate with the wild shit. And it's like, I just need a little bit. And then I need some shit about an office or like <laughs> something about like, or your relationships. Yeah, It's got to be relatable to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It can't just be a bunch of unvetted thoughts just like running rampant. And I think both are the same in that they remind audience members of like either people they know growing up or family members or whatever it is that kind of say wild shit or but like like my uh, my aunt, my mom's sister, uh, may she rest in peace. She used to always be the one saying wild shit. But, <laughs> but like I knew her my whole life. She was loving. I loved her. She was great. And she's also the first person to show me Friday, which ultimately changed my life. Yeah. You know, her impact was great it's like i'm funny because of her even if it started with like that's some wild shit i don't know if you could say that (laughs) yeah that also in a weird way breeds compassion for people with different opinions than yours i mean it's one thing to have like a not a different opinion but just a different belief system yeah you're not gonna like (laughs) try to bring back slavery like i can't can't be friends with that but it's like yeah but you're yeah but you, you know you might think that the popeyes is trying to mind control somebody that's fine that's fine right Right, and you're correct, but still. Mm, fried chicken, fly vixen. Give me heart disease, but need you in my kitchen. Ain't that some shit? I'ma eat some shit until what I'm eating kills me. And I choose to do that. Why? Because that's just what niggas do. <laughs> All right, so... In terms of what you do as a writer and as a comedian, does rap inspire you at all? Like rap lyrics or a rapper in general? It inspired me to write. I listened to Most Def a lot when I wrote as a high schooler. The Amen Corner was a book I had to read in high school. And I didn't have uh, any idea about if I should be interested or not. But then Common was on um, the Black Star album. Yeah. And he starts his uh, rap with on the Amen Corner. I stood looking at my hood, felt this spirit in the wind, knew my friend was gone for good through on the casket, the hurt, I couldn't mask it, mix it down, emotions, struggle, I had mastered. Then I was like, oh shit, the Amen Corner, I'll, I'll read it now, like, thanks, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so like that particular group, they would always like inject little bits of knowledge, and so then you're like, oh, I'm actually taking that in and I'm learning more from these guys than I am sometimes from teachers. Yeah. I learned a lot about sketch comedy from like the far side. Yeah. And Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. And it's like learning from that. That's funny that you said like you learned a little bit about writing sketch comedy from those things because they seem so natural and innate to whatever the group was and what they were doing that yeah, I didn't necessarily even think about the fact that that's like the same thing, you know? That kind of shit yeah, it sticks with you and you're like... Why was that funny? Why is Quentin's on his way funny? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what, guys? Quentin's on his way. Quentin's on his way. Quentin's on his way. With another chance, it's okay. Everything's okay. Quentin's on his way. Quentin's on his way. Quentin's on his way. With another day. Which rappers make you laugh the most? Uh, Jadakiss is one of the funniest human beings, it seems like, <laughs> as is Cameron. And they both go back to, well, Cameron goes back to, like, somebody who says wild shit. Yeah. Still. <laughs> 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 the fact that he somehow brought Paws back, I'm like, that's been dead 10 years, man. <laughs> it's back. Cameron exhumed the body. That shit is, that shit is alive <laughs> and well. Kanye used to be really funny. Yeah. I know we're not supposed to bring him up anymore, but. <laughs> you know, 
we can bring him up in past tense. You said used to. <laughs> yeah, used to be. Yeah. Some of the raps he would have would be very hilarious. Light skinned friend look like Michael Jackson got a dark skinned <laughs> friend. It's like, like who says that? You know. <laughs> and how many times did he say mayonnaise colored bins? I push miracle whips. Like before he even came out, he treated that bar like it was a polo shirt. Like he would wash it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He would lay it out the night before. Real man, I swear to God, I wish I had a dollar bill for every time a nigga told me stick to the beast. I could have ate a cheesecake at least six times a week. I could have killed these niggas on that lyrical shit. Mayonnaise color bins, I push miracle whips. Brains, power, and muscle like Dane Puffy and Russell. Your boy back on the sussel. You know what I've been up to. Killing y'all niggas on that lyrical shit. Mayonnaise color bins, I push miracle whips, and I am. Freddie Gibbs is hilarious. He actually hosted a stand-up show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. At the comedy store, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Redman. Redman is not only one of my favorite rappers, but also one of my person I think is the funniest people alive. Yeah, do you remember Redman's MTV Cribs? Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first times I'd ever seen a person turn a thing on its head. Like he like we all knew what Cribs was. It was people showing you stuff and we all also kind of knew that Cribs was fake. <laughs> And that's why we loved him, too, because yeah. he was so real. Because everybody else was like, you aspired to be them, and you'd be like, damn, I got to spend a lot of money. But Redman, it's like, oh, great. All I got to <laughs> do is rap really well. Yeah, I can I can get a townhouse in New Jersey. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where all my niggas stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the vibe I'm looking for in this apartment is the bachelor's crib. Don't even have a coffee table. This is what apartment looked like when a brother doing this album or, you know, he ain't run off to the hills and buy a big crib away from the hood. You know, this apartment is right in the hood and it's nice. This gives me a sense of feeling that I can move up and get something bigger, way bigger than this. I like staying right here in the crack. Keep me moving. So on the flip, um, are there any comedians that you think have like just hard bars? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a good example is Roy Wood. Like Roy Wood for me, he yes. that bar. He bars the fuck out every set. Memorable ass jokes where yeah. you're like, I'm gonna go tell someone that tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've got to tell them what you said because it's like a lyric. Wanda Sykes for me, I, I love her. Uh, Burr, I mean, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> people talk about that Burr set where he counts down in Philly. Oh yeah, uh, the the set like yeah. the one where um the crowd turned against him and he just started going the fuck off on the crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's one of those memorable videos. It's like a song. It's like five seconds like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It just goes in on the fact they have a Rocky statue and not a Joe Louis yeah. statue. It's like damn, that's that's a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> fucking Rocky is your hero. The whole pride of your city is built around a fucking guy who doesn't even exist. You got fucking Joe Frazier is from there, but he's black, so you can't fucking deal with him. So you make a fucking statue for some three foot fucking Italian, you stupid Philly cheesy fucking jackasses. All of you collectively suck a fucking I've heard that Sinbad is a comedian. He doesn't write his jokes. I heard he just kind of like walks around, looks at shit, and gets on stage with it. Yeah. So would he be the Jay-Z of comedy? Because Jay-Z famously don't write. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he would have to be. Sinbad is one of my top five. Oh, yeah. That are alive. Oh, yeah. And that's just off one LP. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at this age, I am now. <laughs> 
they start giving you awards. You ain't even done nothing. We won't give you the peace award. Somebody won't give you an award for what you mean to the children. I said, dude, I got I still got a job next week. I ain't dying. So with us considering Sinbad to be the Jay-Z of comedy, if you had to give somebody the title of the Nas of comedy. I think Nas is more of like a humble best. Yeah. Definitely. And that's where I've got to put Roy Wood in there because Roy Wood right now is at the top of his game. Yep. On on comedy group chats, we all call him one of the best. Absolutely. Like when people ask me who my favorite is, I'm always Roy Wood. Yeah, he's just that good right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's the variety of topics too. The thing I'm saying, Roy, where you're like, yeah, that's funny, that's funny, that's funny. I relate to at least three of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love to charge you for sauce when you get nuggets. How you charging for sauce, bro? That's I, I want two sauces. Well, I need a quarter. <laughs> it ain't your sauce. Just slide that shit across the counter. <laughs> it, it's not like your register gonna come up short two honey mustards, man. Just so, in keeping in line with the like rapper comedic comparisons, who's the biggie of comedy? You know, like brilliant but cut too soon. You know what I'm saying? And like still having the impact to this day uh i mean the first thing that came to mind is robin harris mm. so that has to mean something yeah but it is probably bernie mac where i think he had so much more to do but as far as like product robin harris didn't there was not much out there before he died and it's like you learned how good he was and his style was so distinct and then people have then learned from that and been like well i can be as distinct as robin harris and like you know talk about the shit I want to talk about, yeah. I should have known you then. Yeah, I saw the dripping from the driveway. You know something with that Jerry curl you got on your head? You better not ever do a crime. Police never had no problem finding you. Follow the drip, follow the drip. Um, so who would you say is the Nicki Minaj to, to round out that, that set of questions? Michelle Buteau. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> also, guys, don't take your dick out. Nobody want to see your dick. Matt Lara, nobody wants to see your crusty bit of dick. Yuck. <laughs> Louis C.K., nobody wants to see that ginger dick. No, thank you. Harvey Weinstein, huh, huh, huh. Nobody wants to see that pastrami mess. Yuck. There's one rapper who doesn't need a comparison anymore because he stepped into the comedy lane himself. Hey, what's happening, man? This tip, T.I. Harris here. And, you know, as you may already be familiar with, I am quite opinionated on many different subjects, but I haven't necessarily had quite the forum to properly express and convey these messages to you without interruption. If you had any unsolicited advice for T.I. or anybody else, let's just say anybody else, not T.I., but if T.I. is listening, which he probably isn't, what would your unsolicited advice be for somebody who's trying to go from rapping to comedy or comedy to rapping even for that matter don't be afraid to take advice <laughs> that is the main thing like you yeah. like both of these are learning careers don't take every piece of advice i have uh these mentors bashir and diallo they created southside that i'm you know this is my favorite show ever that i've worked on but they like in their mentorship have told me a lot of different things about how Hollywood works. And there is a such thing as taking too many notes, like putting parameters on yourself leads to great things. Yeah. If you take every note, that's when you're giving up your own creative license. And then that's when you're like, it's not your thing anymore. You know? Right. Take all of the notes though and just filter them. That's all. And I will say that as far as T.I.'s comedy career goes, um, an update, I don't know if you've been following it. I'll give you an update. He's a symbol, <laughs> like a kind of crew of comedians around him that he rolls with and does shows. And from what I can glean, he more or less hosts the shows now. He's found people to take advice from. Great. And also, hosting is key. That's the only way I got better, is hosting. 
Hannibal has started rapping under the moniker Eshu Tune. Yeah, yeah. Were you shocked by it, or did you know about his music career that he was working on? I mean, he's one of those guys where it didn't shock me at all, because even if you've been following his career, you know how much he loves rap. I feel like he introduced the whole listen to this rap lyric, now have a joke about it concept. Oh, shit, really? And I feel like it just started in Inning Factory, and then with Rufio, and then it just became like a thing he did on tour. And then after that, I feel like more people started introducing it into their act. I do. I remember him doing that, and I don't remember hearing that before. Right, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> His love for rapping let him kind of like blur that line in a way that other people couldn't. It didn't feel like he was stepping outside of a box. It felt more like he was just kind of being like, this is something that I want to share with you guys. And, and last time I, I was at his house, he had like a lot of equipment there. So I remember being like, oh, that's like, you're really seeming to be focused on this. Like there was a whole studio and shit downstairs. At a certain point, it went from looking like, oh, this dude just likes to buy gear to like, wait, you're doing something. I never had experience that. The toothpaste and toothbrush. In each bathroom. In the rented spot. God damn. Thank you. Because I'm so forgetful. Don't be bringing my toothbrush with me, it's instrumental. When I think about Hannibal Burris and his rap persona, I think about Donald Glover and Childish Gambino, how there's this hard partition between the two. But another comedian that really blurs the line between comedian and rapper is Zach Fox. Very true. I love Zach Fox's music. I've never really seen his stand-up. I haven't had a chance to like go check him out, but musically, like I look forward to his shit dropping like any other rapper, anybody else. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And similarly to Hannibal, I think it's like he he just had a lot of friends in both worlds, Zach. Right. When I met him, he was with Thundercat. Like they were being introducing themselves as like best friends. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know you guys were best friends. <laughs> this is Thundercat. At the time, I was like, Thundercat's like my favorite artist. Yeah. <laughs> that was when like Them Changes just came out. I was like, this is insane that you could possibly be friends with Thundercat. And in your mind, you're like, so Zach, are you like a singer? You're like, no, I'm a comedian. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is wild. <laughs> Make some noise, Abbott Elementary! Yeah. Let's get it going! Yo, 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 drop that beat. Crack weed, dope, meth, you don't want no smoke. Oxy perks, bike, bleep them pills, you don't want to choke. Stay in school and stack them M's, bleep, you can get a boat. I'm bleeping your girl on a jet ski, bleep, 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 she trying to float. I want to shift gears a little bit to talk more about um, just the genre of comedy. If, if comedy has genres at all, because it feels like a really dumb question. But yeah, I want to know, are there genres of comedy? Well, there's all, there's like club comedy. And I think all comedy started as just the alternative to yeah. club comedy. And now there's even more factions. I do feel like in that sense, there's a lot of overly specifying who you are, where it's like, I do think you could just be a comedian, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's so interesting that while rap and comedy have so much in common, like just the the thing that if you do comedy, you do comedy. And for rap, it's just like, are, are you a, like when people ask me like, so what kind of music do you do? And I'm like, I say boom bap. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. that's not a good description, but it's just the thing that I feel like would explain the most of what I do. But it's the thing that gets me to listen. So yeah. <laughs> if I hear boom bap, I'm like, okay, what do you do? Yeah, let me listen to yours. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. like, when I was thinking about the genre thing, I was looking for just information about what comedy rap would even be. So I Google comedy hip hop, comedy rap, and the Wikipedia page popped up for comedy hip hop. And it is one of the most categorically wrong things I've ever read. 
Like listed on this page, they have the Beastie Boys as comedy hip hop. Yeah, I've heard people try to say that, and it's like, no, that's no, no. I mean, they were doing hip hop. They were doing hip hop. They were doing rap. Yeah, yeah. They have they have yeah. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, yeah, parents like, just don't nah. understand. Which again, like I understand why you would list that there, but it's not comedy. And then they have uh, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC, <laughs> which. <laughs> This goes back to the first question we talked about where rappers say funny shit all the time. And they're just gifted people. Like when they talk about Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, Beastie Boys, it's like they were just really gifted at putting themselves in their rap. They weren't doing comedy rap. So since comedy rap doesn't really exist, it's a clunky name for a thing in general. If we had to come up with a name of a subgenre for rap that is funny, because I think there would be, I, I think like, Little Dicky is a case for comedy rap. Yeah. Like a rapper that makes things explicitly for the sake of amusing you in a, in a funny way. Little Dicky. Yeah. Um, I would even say Lonely Island to a certain extent. Like For sure, yeah. There yeah. are people who make music as comedy. What would you call that subgenre of rap? Because I have a name for it and I want to I float it past you, but I want to see if you can come up with a better a subgenre one. Subgenre of rap. Well, I mean, Little Dicky and Lonely Island have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny that Lil Dicky is that, but I feel like three seasons of his show are about how he's trying to get away from that. I don't want to get too serious, but the thing about white rappers for me is like the ability to access the cool of the culture without having to deal with the danger of the culture. So you're able to be just stupid and silly and shit. With, yeah. Like, but that's a whole other thing. But that's also interesting because I did love Mac Miller in a different way. Yeah. And it was because he did seem depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All exactly. of his music, he seemed yeah. like he was going through something. And I'm like, I get this. I like this. Yeah. What would I call it? You're talking about rappers who are just funny? Rappers who rap specifically to be funny. Like, they could be dope oh. or whatever, but just rappers who are specifically like, I want to make you laugh. Or this song concept is... It's just to make you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hee hee rap. Hee hee rap. <laughs> I was going to go with ha ha ha. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Or, or just <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> I think ha ha ha. Now I have the, 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 ironically enough, unfunny task of finding other ha ha rappers to make this into an actual show. Yeah. You don't want to do this. You don't want to go down this route. I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at you now. So in doing my research for the interview, I was doing a little bit of digging about T.I. Yeah, yeah. One interview, he said something to the effect of that he was pursuing comedy as an effort to speak to more mature things and not have to hop around in front of teenagers with a DJ his whole career. Damn. Yeah, that's some fucking dark shit. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it just made me think about how the concept of aging in hip hop is kind of frowned upon and the concept of aging as an artist in general. Do you feel like rapping is a young man's sport or do you, would you rather hear more old voices in rap? Something that I take with me at all times is like, I don't want to feel too old. Like there's certain, there's a difference between feeling old and not getting something. Yeah. Like if I don't get it, I don't want to be like, fuck it. It's stupid. Yeah, you want to, you want to <laughs> let the kids have their fun. Yeah. 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 And I want to be part of it in some way. Yeah. I 100% remember liking things and having the, the cooler, younger adults in my life be like, I don't know what the fuck that shit is, but 
rock on. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And when I think about aging now as a rapper and as like a DJ and just as a as a as a person who wants to retain a level of coolness, yeah, nothing makes me feel older than when I don't understand slang. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Nothing makes me feel older than that. And the speed at which slang on the internet is developed is wild. But when that shit makes its way to rap music, like you gotta have somebody you can ask about the slang. I know. <laughs> and if you can't ask, you gotta not even fake it till you make it. Just ignore the words that you're. <laughs> I I mean, a, a personal joke I make is some of mine have died. Like some yeah. of my <laughs> young people that who gave me access to like lingo have died. So I'm like, I don't have that. Yeah, because you used to be a teacher, so you were always around youth culture. Yeah. Like the most recent slang that I've been trying to figure out that I just can't get a grip on is there's a song called Pound Town. Did you know Pound Town? <laughs> I don't, but now I'm interested. I'm going to sing the hook to you. The artist is named Sexy Red. I believe she's from Tennessee. The chorus goes, I'm out of town thugging with my rounds. My coochie pink, my booty hole brown. <laughs> Wedding niggas, I'm looking for the hoes. Quit playing, nigga. Come suck a bitch toes. Wow. We had Kaya. We had two live crew. We had Doodoo Brown. It is what it is. True. When she says, I'm out of town thugging with my rounds, I'm like, what are the rounds? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Is that like rounds, like live rounds, like gun? Like, is it, is it a gun or is it people who have been around? Like, what does it mean? And who do I ask? What's so funny about you doing those lyrics is the... Last thing I saw before I did the podcast was I saw, I don't know who Sexy Red is, but I saw on the shade room that she just did a high school. <laughs> <laughs> she just did an appearance at a high school. So now I'm like, oh, and those are the lyrics she's probably saying at that high school. That's funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you have to watch the Pound Town video of nothing but for the chorus because at the part where she says, quit playing, nigga, come suck a bitch toes. Like she, <laughs> she does this really aggressive kick at the camera. It is the funniest shit because it's somewhere in the world there's a man that's just turned on by the fact that that's happening. Like, <laughs> come suck a bitch toes. And she, like, kicks the camera. He's like, oh, yeah, I want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she sounds funny. <laughs> she is hilarious. Come suck a bitch toes. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. And congrats on the Webby Award. Thank you, man. Now you're a Webby Award winning guest. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks again to Will Miles for stopping by. If you haven't seen Southside, I highly recommend you binge the entire thing and stop by Will's Instagram page to tell him how much you loved it. Also to find out where he's playing next. The Almanac of Rap is produced, written, and hosted by me, Don Will, with music provided by Von P. of Tanya Morgan. That's it for this week. But before we get out of here, here's a clip of T.I. doing stand-up at the Barclays Arena in Brooklyn. Thanks to Rip Michaels, this is my first paid gig as a comic. But I've learned so much in these 12 weeks, man. I've learned there's a lot of camaraderie in the world of comedy. I've learned there's a lot of growth, a lot to learn. But not a lot of money for a new comedian, you know what I'm saying? And I never knew, you know, it was, you know, tight like that, you dig? But I, I see now that what we need is a union. <laughs> we need a fucking union. Us comics, we need teamsters. We have demands. And as much support as people like Rip and other veterans have been giving me, man, you wouldn't believe it. You
know, some comics are upset that I'm up here. They don't think that I'm up here. They don't think I should be here. They don't think I've earned the right. They don't think I paid my dues. Nigga, what dues, nigga? And pay them to who? You don't even have a fucking union. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know either. But I'll see you guys next time on the Almanac of Rap. Stay whimsical.